What's up, everyone, and welcome to the world of small talk, where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. Welcome to the podcast where I don't do volume checks before each episode, so I hope I can mix it out at the end. <laughs> We're just living on the Did wild Ronald side. No, Ronald froze. Oh, he's, he's back. You froze on my I'm screen here. for a minute. You were probably talking, and I just talked over you right then, so audience, I am sorry. Ronald, your face was just froze on my screen in a very weird angle for about five seconds. So, hot take. 95% of our podcasts, I cannot see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, 95% of our podcast, our audience can't see either one of us. Uh, it's probably more like 99% of our podcast now. <laughs> like, it's only going to grow larger in percentage as we don't post on to, to YouTube. Yeah, we'll try to get on that soon. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we are... Glad you decided to be with us, um, and hopefully you guys have gone ahead and given us a five-star review, told your mom and your grandma how much you enjoy our podcast and that they should listen to it. Um, yes. Don't forget your auntie. If you, yeah, and your auntie, your tia. And uh, if you haven't caught up, can continue to do so, because we're just, you know, dishing out elite content. Elite. And if you don't think like so, it. if you don't think so. Keep listening and maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll grow like, on you. <laughs> go to a Walmart and you're in your basketball selection and you just see the elite basketball, like the one that costs like $50 and you just like can't ever rationalize yourself to buy a basketball that expensive, but it's so nice. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I've ever thought about buying a basketball since I was probably 13. <laughs> I think about it every time I randomly go to a gym and can't find the one I bought the last time. I don't buy one every time, <laughs> let's be clear, but like it's a thought that crosses through my head. Consistent Walmart experience, walking in, looking straight for the basketballs. <laughs> that, that, especially when you're going in there with a friend. That's an Because Nate Pearson experience. just wants to be like Mike. Uh, yeah. Depends <laughs> on which Mike you're talking about. <laughs> Mike Jones. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Don't ever say who. That man is a legend. No, I was making a Mike Jones joke. Oh, Mike Jones. I'm sorry. I'm lame. It's okay. It's well, probably a little before your time, isn't it? I mean, maybe. I am. I'm not that young. <laughs> Ronald is doing a podcast with a child. Little baby Nathan. <laughs> All right, <laughs> before we go too far down this rabbit hole, I have a question for you. What's up? What is the superior condiment? Like, which which one is top tier? Like, it cannot be replaced. Mm. I don't know, man. I was trying to think of what I use the most of, or and what has a, what has a consistent presence on my fridge. And before we establish this. Is ranch considered a condiment? Absolutely. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to... Because that was a dressing, but... Because that was going to be the next word that came out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it's ranch? Yeah, dude. And I think mainly because I love wings so much. 
those are probably up there on my favorite food. But and so and then pizza, carrots, vegetables, French fries, like you can arrange on everything. Is it more of a sauce at that point though? That's what a condiment is, Nate. I don't know. Would you consider mustard a sauce? Yes. Honey mustard's a sauce. Uh Uh-huh. And Dijon mustard. And some people can use some people use yellow mustard as a sauce for their pretzels. Is mayonnaise a sauce? Yes. I have a hard condiment time and that. condiment and sauce are like synonymous. Dude, um, people in like Canada use mayonnaise to dip their fries in. So if I get lost in the sauce, am I actually mm-hmm. getting lost in mayonnaise? Maybe. You are Caucasian <laughs> from the amounts of Caucasus, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> My audio listeners, please ignore that statement. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. Maybe it's um, a good thing people can't see our screens because you are white. <laughs> I am white. I'm a ginger. Uh, so, like, I'm torn on my selection. Ranch is definitely elite. It's something I've grown to love more. Um, but... There's the simplicity and staple of ketchup, too. Like, some fries I can eat without ketchup, but some I just can't eat without ketchup. Like, they have to have it. But I'm going to go ranch ultimately because I would take house-made chips with ranch over fries Mm -hmm. with ketchup any day. Yeah, I would say ketchup is in one of my top eight spaces. But... Ranch would probably top eight. It doesn't make top three. It does, but I had to throw my MySpace reference in there because we were talking about my age for a second. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. See, my bad. that's the second thing that's just gone right over your head, Nathan. I, I mean, little little baby Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think my top three. I'm going to secure it, locking in ranch. This is no particular order. Ranch, ketchup, mayonnaise. No particular order besides ranch being number one. <laughs> ranch is probably number one. It depends on the type of ranch, though. I've had a lot of bad ranch. Yeah, mine would probably be ranch buffalo sauce. But why is ranch packaged differently based upon its purpose? Like, how come if you go to Chick-fil-A and you ask for ranch with a salad, they give you a packet? Obviously, I get the dipping cup. I get that. But why couldn't the ranch just come in a smaller packet? Ketchup comes in smaller packets. like Because their ranch is for the salads. So they give you an adequate, an adequate salad portion of ranch. Yeah. Well, they also have... um. But they don't they have, have don't they have the dipping cups of ranch too? They do. They have both. Uh either way, ranch is definitely elite. But I just don't understand why it had to be had to be packaged different like that. I mean, I get it. It's it's off of functionality, but the ranches taste different. I mean they could be two different formulas. You know, there could be a dipping formula, like a sauce formula, and then a dressing formula. Like how different honey mustards exist, yeah. like the honey mustard salad dressing versus the honey mustard dipping sauce. But how different. are they? Okay, and that would be, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to question it anymore. I get it. I understand on a basic level. Yeah, stop. 
stop questioning it. Just partake and I enjoy. Like I'm about to break part of the system when I'm this close, <laughs> but I don't know the missing step. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, all right. all right. Well, on another note, <laughs> we uh we have uh we got another response to our dreams conversation last week. Um, if you guys weren't, if you guys didn't listen to that episode, um, we had just asked a question and talked about, you know, if we feel like dreams hold any importance or if they have any meaning, you know, and we had kind of talked about how we definitely agree that our dreams are a reflection of what is happening in our lives. Our dreams are a reflection on maybe things that, um, we've experienced, um, and even to a point of like, you know, where the Lord can communicate with us. Um, one of my friends will keep him anonymous just because he is about to be going on the mission field full time in Southeast Asia said that, uh, I think it's important to pay attention to repeated dreams, like maybe multiple nights a week or repeated themes and dreams. Um, I know in Southeast Asia, there are a lot of spiritually related dreams that bring people to Christ. Uh, one guy in said country has never heard of Jesus, but met Jesus in his dream. And end up meeting an M worker there who told him the whole truth of who Jesus actually is, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, it actually reminded me of a story that we had heard um, of one of our friends that worked at camp who had spent some time in Africa and said that they had met this lady who had been having dreams and was like coloring out her dreams. Like she was drawing pictures of these dreams that she had been having. Wow. And when they like met with her, she had basically like written a picture Bible, <laughs> which is so crazy and was like telling them stories like based off of these pictures and they were Bible stories. And she really didn't know. Um, she really didn't know too much about them, but ended up having conversation where they were able to point her to the gospel um, of Jesus, nice. you know, and showing like, this is legitimately like, the visions and dreams that you were having were legitimate and they were real, which is super cool. That is cool. That's um, only God could do that. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. It, it's wild. And I think, you know, because we live in a, in a really technologically advanced, you know, country because we live uh, in a country that is so far removed from the supernatural, um, you know, people kind of think that that part, <clears throat> uh, faith is dead. Hold on, let me cough real quick. Cough <coughs> break. Excuse me. That so many people think, you know, supernatural things are dead. It really gives them a license to really not believe in the Lord or an enemy. Mm -hmm. And I think Satan actually uses that. You know, I think Satan uses that to his advantage because if people aren't believing in a supernatural Satan, an enemy, they're not going to believe in a supernatural good and God. And so it's, it's tough, but we have to realize that God still works in America. You know, God still works through his people and he still works through um, the lives of those that he's reaching out to, you know, even on, on smaller levels um, that we can't physically see and in huge ways, like granting us salvation. <laughs> you know, I think people don't realize that that's a miraculous work in and of itself. Um, but knowing that in countries that um, are closed countries and countries that, you know, are really big into the supernatural and voodoo and witchcraft where, 
you know, the Lord is, is actively working there as well in ways that they believe. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. It is. I mean, just remember, Satan doesn't need you to believe in him. He just needs you to not believe in God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, um, here's an interesting topic for you. Uh, I thought it was a very um, big hearted topic, but is buying a car for a friend too much? I've been friends with this girl for about 15 years. We basically grew up together. Her car got stolen two, two months ago and she never said anything, but I found out from another friend. She's been walking out hours on end to get to work and school. Campus is about an hour and a half away in her house um, from her house walking. And her job is all over the state. So she goes like uh, over 48 mile, four to eight miles walking daily, depending on if she's working that day or not. She's a medical worker. She worked for an agency, but they had to cut back her hours because of the loss of her car. Um, what She had to cut back her hours. Literally, my sister um, was... It, Literally, my sister willing to give the shirt off her back, the last dollar in her bank account, hasn't even asked anybody for a ride or anything. The sweetest girl you would ever meet, putting herself through school, would never ask her much. She's in school to be a nurse, too, such a big heart. With the winter, winter approaching and it getting colder, and a walk, her walking so far, I figured the least I could do for, um, for her being there for me so long and having my back and taking care of me at my lowest point is try to see if I'm able to get her a car. Nothing fancy, fancy at all, considering her last car was a 1999 Honda Civic that she kept alive for God knows how long. She cherished, um, she cherished it like crazy. Thoughts? I mean, if you are financially in a position to buy your friend a car, do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think anybody would say, "Oh man, yeah, that's so stupid helping somebody else out." Yeah, imagine helping unless, people in need. Oh my! Unless you, yeah, unless you just would go bankrupt in trying to do that for them. Yeah, if you're, you know, it's like if you don't, if you don't have the means to purchase somebody for or purchase something for somebody else, like now you're just affecting the both of you. That's true. You know, like you, you, you both are being affected negatively. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're not taking food off of your own family's table in order to help her, that I think it's great. I mean. I mean, we're called as Christians to help our brothers and sisters in need. So, I mean, if if you, I mean, are in a position to give, I mean, that's one of the reasons it's more blessed to give than to receive because you've been blessed and put in that into that position to give. So you've already been blessed. And not only do you receive the joy of giving, but, you know, you, you're just giving back what's already been given to you because nothing belongs to us anyway. Yeah, I agree. Like it, it's a really big deal. Like if I had the funds to be like, you know what? Should I give them a car? Like <laughs> if that thought was ever uh, like available to come across my mind, and the answer to that would be yes. I mean, if it's something that would benefit them so much, like absolutely. You know, I can I can see that that person's already super humble. Like doesn't ask for much like serves and gives like, and if there's a way that they can receive by you serving by all means, you know, I think that's a huge deal. I, I agree. Um, uh, and yeah, as uh, you, you hit the nail on the head on what I was going to say, the fact that she's not, you know, the type of person who would become dependent upon you. Who's trying to pay for her own way. Um, is even more of a green light because, you know, they would be extremely appreciative and, you know, do everything they could 
to achieve their goals because of your help. Yeah. yeah. My question would be like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, we named one not financially able, but this person wouldn't be asking this no, question. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I meant outside of like the means of being able to like, if, you would if you're thinking, hey, I want to buy this person a car. Like I, I have the means to. What would prevent you from doing so? I can only you think know, of I guess greed. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I could. I think you have to take things in a perspective of like, all right, well, can this person afford car insurance? Like, can they afford to fill up the gas tank? Like, can they afford to maintain and keep a car? I think. I think those would be questions to have. She could but, because her um. She lost her car. I, I think it. I mean, I'm a, It got stolen. Mm-hmm. So she could manage a car because she was managing one before. It's just it got stolen. Which did I? Did she have insurance on it though? Because if it got stolen and there was no payout, not that that's an, and it, it's not always enough to get a car. But that girl just had liability, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> But <laughs> liability doesn't cover theft of car. No, liability, oh, that's just if you cause an accident. Yeah, liability is just if you are at fault. Sorry, I haven't in an accident. I used to have liability, but ever since I've gotten newer cars, I've had to have full coverage. So, bro, I have a '97 Chevy Silverado, and so I paid ten dollars a month in liability insurance. That's all you need, my guy. That's it. That's Anything else is already it's just a hunk of junk. So no, 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 don't talk about it like that. It might hear you. <laughs> no, I said outside oh. of it where it is right now. Like if anything happens to it, it's a hunk of junk. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were thought you were dissing it. I was <laughs> like, shh, shh, shh. you don't want to jinx it. Yeah, for also, m- minimal car advice. Just realize that if you currently drive an older car and are looking to buy a new car. Your insurance premium will go up. <laughs> yeah, mine did. <laughs> but I mean, it's just because I got a sportier car. The other car was actually newer. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, and it's it's cheaper to uh, it's cheaper to to um to have insurance on older cars just because easier to replace. They're old parts. <laughs> parts are cheaper. If the insurance company yeah. has to fix it, it's easy. They're old. They're old. And Ronald's old since he wants to talk about me being young. I am old. <laughs> you're not old. I'm, just... I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be thirty soon. I mean, thirty. You're not even halfway there yet. I'm halfway to thirty. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not halfway <laughs> by the statistics to the end yet, though. I mean, anything can happen anywhere. But yo, speaking of anything can happen anywhere. Me and my wife went to Atlanta this past weekend Atlanta. to go to a wedding. Yeah. And we saw one of the worst car accidents I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. So it's it's pretty wild because so 85, I-85 is like pretty close to where I live. And so we can get on 85 in about 15 minutes. And then it's literally a straight shot. 400 miles <laughs> down 85 to Atlanta. And we were on the way back to our hotel Friday night after having a date night to celebrate our anniversary. And 
at this point, 85 is like six lanes of traffic. Yeah. And we were in not the furthest left lane, but the next to the furthest left lane. And there was a car in front of us. Um, and that furthest left lane. And out of nowhere, they like, they come and like swipe in front of us and cut us off. And so we had to slam on brakes, but then they kept going into the other lane. So they just like hard turn into all the other lanes, the car to the right of us slammed on brakes. And then they straight slammed into the left of the car in the other lane and plowed them into the wall. That car goes up the wall, flips upside down and lands on top of this car. It was unbelievable and all happened at like 70 miles an hour. That's crazy. Terrible. Right. Yeah. And what's even crazier is so Rachel called 911 to try to report the accident because like it's very possible somebody did not survive that crash. Yeah. Like we don't know. We don't have any information on it because accidents happen on 85 in Atlanta. Like nothing. I mean, it, they always happen. And she tried to call 911 and we waited online. Like we waited on this automated system for 911 for like six or seven minutes. Yeah. And nobody, nobody answered. So like we just ended up hanging up and then the automated system called back and we just had to keep telling it that it was an accident because it literally just kept us on the line and nobody would answer. I'm glad I, I mean, it was so frustrating about 911 calls because even in a small town, I called 911 just because we were getting it for a small accident for insurance purposes. You know, we didn't know mm-hmm. the local department number and it took them like four or five minutes to pick up the phone. Like imagine if it was like a crazy major emergency, like, Oh, that's why you got to stay strapped, bro. Yeah. You got to keep that thing on you. Yeah. I am the law. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, you know, and like, that's one thing that two things came out of that conversation with us. It was like one, you know, even if you get a hold of 911, if something happens, like a police officer is not just going to apparate in front of you. Yeah. You know, like that boy ain't going to roll up a flu powder and then disarm whoever's trying to get you. He, he comes out of the like, woods and just driving. <laughs> he's like, diagonally and then shows up out of nowhere no that's not gonna happen like you really have to be prepared to defend yourself or others right in case something goes wrong because the police aren't always there secondly (laughs) me and rachel always have a conversation about like you know how a lot of girls will put their feet on the dashboard yeah and just kind of like rest their feet Mm -hmm. up there break and i'll I'll usually tell Yeah, well, I usually tell Rachel to, like, you know, put your feet down because, you know, anything could happen and you could lose your legs just from putting your feet on the dashboard. And she's like, well, just don't drive crazy. And I was like, it's not really about me driving crazy. It's about other people driving crazy. And I think the other night was really solidified. Like, you could literally be minding your own business and then end up upside down in a fiery car crash. Yep. You know, because somebody else was driving recklessly because they were trying to get their exit. Like they were trying to get to an exit from the far left lane and they were trying to cut through six lanes of traffic in like 50 feet. I mean, it was unreal how stupid that logic of thinking was. At this you know, point, it's like, let me miss your exit. Yeah. Like dude, loop back around and figure something else out. You know, it's like at what cost? And so, 
That was so crazy. Sorry to go off on a tangent there. No, no, but no. PSA: don't don't put your feet up on the dash. Nine one one, do better. Atlanta, refund your police because the defunding has not worked. <laughs> refund? Oh no! Like <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Um. So our last topic. This one was kind of crazy to me, just because of not the initial part of it, but the context. Is it normal to have a seven p.m. curfew at twenty years old? Hi, my parents are strict despite me not even living with them anymore. They have pushed a 7 p.m. curfew on me, and I was running a little late and was speeding trying to get home so they wouldn't take my car for breaking curfew. I got pulled over and explained to the cop that he and he did not believe me, and it ha- and it has me questioning if this is normal or not. Is this standard for parents? I have no reason to have the, this low of a curfew. I've never broken any laws. I have had one speeding ticket in the past, but other than that, nothing. I have no criminal history or no reason for them not to trust me. Well, for one, if you don't want a curfew, move out of your parents' house. No, he doesn't live with them. Oh, I thought you said that he lived with them. No, it says despite that doesn't make any sense. That's why I chose it. Despite me not So how are they going to know if you get home? They got Life 360 on your mug. <laughs> Delete the like, app. How do they how do they know that How do they know that you're not home? I know it is blowing my mind. Like he's he has to be at this, this is point, clickbait. This can't be real. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this can't be real. <laughs> I don't know. But like what either way like how do, at that point you're just letting them have control over you, right? Yeah, bump that. <laughs> Unless they're like still paying if for I'm, things that are essential for him to survive, like if he like maybe can't afford his car insurance or like his phone bill. But he's paying out of rent or living yeah. somewhere. If I'm paying, if I'm paying rent and not living at home, bro, I'm going to bed whenever I please. But I was about to say it's seven fifteen right now, and uh, I'm about to go to bed. I hope bro made it home. <laughs> it's seven sixteen. He's really <laughs> like, like I'm about to go to bed. Like you say, twenty years old with a seven o'clock curfew. I wish I was thirty years old with a seven o'clock curfew. <laughs> like I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. Especially we were talking about this before we like we started recording, but this whole daylight savings time jaunt, y'all. It is, Ooh, it is November fifteenth, <laughs> and so it is getting dark early, and your boy is just tired, like. Dinner comes around and I'm like, "Ooh, it's getting late. Like I need to I need to get ready for bed." And I look down and it's like 5:26. <laughs> the circadian rhythm. It's like it's like why am I eating dinner so late? Oh, I'm not. I'm actually eating earlier than I ever had been because when it's summertime, we're eating dinner at like 8:30 cuz it's still sunny outside. Is this a normal time to eat dinner? <laughs> like what is this? Oh, man. I've never understood. My body just don't know. People who can eat dinner at 5 o'clock. Because that's a miraculous act to not eat that and not eat anything else before you go to bed. Like, that is a miraculous act. Think about it. If you go to bed at 10 and you eat supper at 5, that's five hours. That's a lot of time to get hungry again. Maybe this is why I look the way I do, but I cannot comprehend. Like, the- what time do you usually eat dinner? Seven. It's pretty average. I mean, I don't get off of work till five thirty. So, mm-hmm. tonight I ate earlier, but 
Yeah, that's one of the perks of working from home for sure is not having to commute to the house. I mean, mine's only 24 minutes. And if I like, if we ever want to put anything in a crock pot or anything, like we can keep it on and I can just throw something in at lunchtime. And we're both home, so we don't have to worry about the house kitchen on fire. Pull the um, Sunday morning, morning mother move and put the roast into the oven, leave the house for church, and come back and it's ready for lunch. Plot twist, I live right beside my church. What make a difference? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You ever come home from a Sunday morning and you smell the roast when you walk in the door? But you're like, man, this smells good. But we've had roast eight times in the last nine weeks on Sundays. When are we going out to the buffet or the Mexican restaurant? You walk into the house smelling roast, and it's the roast from two weeks ago. I'm about to say something blasphemous. And if you don't live in Wilson, I'm sorry. It's not going to make much sense. But like, it's it's it got to the point where I was like, oh, we're going to Parker's or Beals again. Like we're going here every week. I'm sick of it. <laughs> like. Dude, what's so funny is, you know, I lived in Wilson for 19 years and never once went to Parker's for lunch on a Sunday. You were blessed. See, Nog. Because we, like, we would go during the week, but I think we just kind of like, we do the same, we did the same thing for Parker's that we do here for Cracker Barrel is we don't go to Cracker Barrel on Sundays because of like the wait is too long. Like the crowd is just too big. I don't even really mind waiting to sit inside. The one the one thing I okay. I think you have had Parker's on a Sunday one time. And I think it was with me. Was that a Sunday? I think it was. No, you had maybe you would have had a night service, wouldn't you? No, we don't do, we don't always do Sunday night service. I think it was a Sunday. It may have been, it would have, it would have had to been like a late lunch though, yeah. because we had to drive an hour after church here. Um, but anyway, um, the one thing that makes eating inside Parker, uh, Parker's worth it, I'm not saying the food's bad, the food's amazing, but the cups, the little eight ounce glasses with the, the ice and the sweet tea, it's just, um, it's better in there. I, I can't explain it, like, but. I'd rather eat in Parker's and wait in the line to eat in there any time rather than standing in that takeout line on the side of the building on a Sunday afternoon. That is the worst experience. (laughs) That's so crazy. Yeah, I do appreciate Parker's. We got Parker's the other week, and it was good for my soul. Cracker Barrel and Henderson, though, do better. (laughs) Cracker Barrel and Henderson. Y'all be slacking. That line is just way too long always. So we're going to end this podcast on a challenge for Cracker Barrel and Henderson. If you work at the Cracker Barrel and (laughs) Henderson and you know anyone in management or you are management or even better, if you are ownership, do better. And also with it being November 15th, I got another announcement. Ticketmaster, you need to do better because we're trying to go to see Taylor. We're going to try to go see Taylor Swift and like you, it's impossible to get Taylor Swift tickets right now. Like Ticketmaster has done unspeakable lewd acts upon my and my wife's soul today and just being a really shysty piece of junk. I mean, sounds like normal Ticketmaster behavior. Oh my gosh, like so frustrating. So 
Swifties out better. there, rejoice because they're still do tickets. better, Ticketmaster. Um, Cracker Barrel Henderson, do better. Parker, <laughs> I think keep it up. I think we should we end you. a motion to end every podcast with a do better just for one place. <laughs> we just <laughs> challenge somebody. <laughs> a do better based on how our week's gone. Yeah, yeah. A do better. Oh my goodness! All right, well, all right, guys. We said it at the beginning, but you know we appreciate your support. And if you aren't supporting us, do better. Um, and I hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Yeah, guys, make sure uh, to give us some feedback, give us some stars, you know, rate us well, tell your friends about us. Um, you know, always, you know, send in a submission to smalltalk.smallworldmedia at gmail.com. Um, any things you've got, any things you guys have got going on, any feedback, any questions, any comments, concerns, um, or additions to things, you know, that we've spoken about. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys uh, to continue to to grow our brand and to grow what we've got going on. If there's anything that you guys would like to see us, you know, do, um, just adding on to, you know, our platform, you know, feel free to give us some feedback and let us know um, and tell us how you're, how much you're enjoying the the podcast. You know, let us know what we could be doing different, what you'd like to see different, or things that you'd like to see the same. So on that note, y'all be safe. Have a great week. Uh, next week for us is Thanksgiving. Yeah. So have a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll be sure to, uh, we may record next week and have another episode for them. But if we don't, we hope you guys have a safe uh, holiday. You know, travel safe and uh, spend some time with your family. Yep. All right. Well, um, I ain't got nothing else to say. So peace. All right. Later, y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you.